Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Los Podcast Hermanos, possibly the last podcast of Los Podcast Hermanos. I am your host. Well, what are we going to podcast about if it's not? Well, we'll talk about that. That uh, disembodied voice that you uh, are hearing uh, is Kyle Perez. Uh, I am your host, Tyler Dumont, and we also have Sir Jeff Riley with us. Welcome to the so, show. Thanks, thanks for thanks for making me a knight. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we uh, got the invitation to your knighting ceremony, and uh, unfortunately, I had work, so I couldn't be there. Yeah, that's okay. I didn't even make it, so. <laughs> then how, so then your night status is up in the air then. No, it's COVID that we did it over email. Ah, okay. Over Zoom. Yeah. So how does that work? Wait, does how does she... that work? They, yeah, did they send you a video or something? <laughs> right. It, it pretty much just watched Kingdom of Heaven. So oh, okay. It's pretty much what it was. <laughs> is that like the, the super long version of it, or? Yeah, it's definitely a super long version. <laughs> okay. Took a whole took a whole three and a half hours, four hours. Do you have special duties and, and privileges now that you're a knight? Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> you have to call me sir, so you can't. So like, there's no confusion that I'm a man. Oh, okay. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, you don't. You, you, apparently, Jeffrey could be a girl's name too, but really, not me. I'm. I'm. A, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I. Why not? I've seen people. I've seen women with my name. Uh, actually, literally, I don't know if I ever told you guys about this, but uh, I came across someone who's a musician, and her name is literally Tyler Dumont. And Damn. I keep getting tagged. Did you fight her? Sorry? Did you fight her? <laughs> no. I, I, my hope is that she like blows up real big and then has to pay me a large sum for my Twitter handle. Because <laughs> I, I have Ooh, at Tyler Dumont. Yeah. Ooh. So well, she's probably older. just got like Tyler Dumont music or something, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. And Tyler Dumont band. What's kind of interesting and and funny is that I I keep getting tagged uh, in stuff that's meant for her, like over and over. It's been like this for years, <laughs> and I just ignore. Okay, it. I was gonna say, is this is this a new development or no, yeah? No. Um, She'll just use the real Tyler Dumont as a handle. <gasps> yeah, you should change your picture to. To be like her. her thing to be her picture yeah like like her recent album or something and then like respond to people and be like oh my gosh i love you too thank you or whatever <laughs> like when someone's <laughs> like singing her praises yeah i mean it seems to me as best as i can tell she's an independent artist and isn't like super big or anything yeah. but yeah but that might give you some clout to sell it to her though by like if you pretending I'm her by yeah if you if you're like look I look at everybody thinks this is you and I've already been giving you like the goodwill of it like by telling people like you know responding positively to their uh mm. things that they tag you in or whatever you could probably so, just be her, like her double like so you know they, like oh it's Tyler Dumont <laughs> this could be your rehearsal dude I was gonna say right yeah <laughs> Um, yep. Also, what I could do is um, uh, just, you know, post my own music, my own stuff. And then, you know, one day when uh, someone from the music industry is, is trying to research her and finds my account instead, then they're like, oh, this guy's good. <laughs> and then they pick me up for some reason. I but have no idea why they would. But you're not, you're not, you're not a knight. No, I am just a sir, a regular sir. A you're not even sir. illustrious. No, 
I'm not illustrious. You're nothing. <laughs> That's harsh. You're something. You're something. You're Tyler Dumont, just not the real Tyler Dumont. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of rehearsals, um, before we get into the talk of Better Call Saul, I'm assuming you both have watched the finale, season finale of the rehearsal? Yes. Yes. What did you think? <laughs> Took some turns. Yeah, I've never it was a been little <laughs> so uncomfortable in my life. <laughs> oh, it yeah. was very low key compared to like kind of Nathan for You uh, season finales and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was like low key in a way different and awkward, more awkward way. <laughs> oh yeah, it was cringy. <clears throat> like there were times where I was like genuinely like, oh my god, I can't like this is so awful. Like you know, talking about Remy the kid and. Yeah, and it's so. Sad. I'm like, I'm like, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna adopt this right. kid. Like, like, that's legit, what I like... thought he was gonna do at some point. I'm like, he's just gonna adopt him, and he's right. just gonna be his dad. <laughs> he's yeah. gonna marry. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I thought he was gonna adopt the other kid that was playing him. Oh, <laughs> which would have been oh, even yeah. weirder. <laughs> messed up. But like, it goes from you know making you feel shitty and, and whatnot to then I laughed probably the hardest I've laughed when. <laughs> He's like rehearsing his interactions with Remy, and he brings in an adult who is dressed like a kid. I laughed so yeah. fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> that that it didn't make me laugh hysterically when it happened, but I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" And then once it showed that uh, like adult man smoking, smoking. outside, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was really good. Um, <laughs> but you know, it um. It, it took some turns there towards the end, you know, when you when you kind of realize what his plan is when he asks her, "Where'd you get that sweatshirt?" or "Where'd you get that shirt?" Yeah. and then it's like, "Oh no, oh no." <clears throat> but I thought it was good, and yeah, it was. It was. I'm excited for season two that just got announced. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea what, what it's going to be. Turnaround time. <laughs> What? Yeah, I'm I wonder if it'll turn around time since it's like it probably takes a long, it probably takes like a good long bit to film. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious how this was shot, like when this was shot versus like the post production on it because I feel like there's just like a ton of like basically B roll until you kind of form it into what ends up being the rehearsal, you know? Right. Well, right. I was reading about it and they filmed a lot of it, um, or they started filming it in 2020. And I think yeah, I saw the like, figure because COVID because of the I saw him where he was wearing a mask at some point. Yeah, but I think the first episode was like right before COVID, like January February time frame or something. Oh, you notice, like when they were in the bar the first time. Yeah, and so I kind of wonder if that influenced kind of the structure of the show. Like originally they were going to do a bunch of rehearsals, and then it was like, oh well, we have to self-contain this thing. And then, so I I wonder if yeah, now if we rent a house out in Oregon, right? Like. The, the location now makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, so I kind of wonder if, like, season two is going to be more like the first episode, you know, now that yeah. people are vaccinated and whatnot. But. Are they? Well. Or, or do we have trackers now? <laughs> it's easier for the, the production <laughs> to uh, ensure that the people that they get are that kind of thing. Yeah. Other Are you watching anything else, Tyler? Playing anything else? Um, I was playing. I've been playing here and there on uh, Ghost of Tsushima. 
still haven't gotten that far uh, into it. But aside from that, um, haven't really been watching much. I keep meaning to continue The Boys because um, I really liked the first season, but I just never get around to it. <laughs> so it's pretty, much, this, it's pretty much just the bear better, yet? better Call Saul. So what? Have you watched The Bear yet? Not yet. God, just... I'm sorry. I'm really bad. You can't tell Rolf. We're both shaking our head at him. Yeah. I know it's not a good for an audio medium, but uh, yeah, we it's were not. both very upset with that. Yeah. I mean... Just old habits. I'm very bad at, at keeping up with things that other people tell me to watch, and yet I'm always yeah, like, watch taking this friend thing. suggestions, you know. <laughs> you know what? But... I, I like what I like, and... I don't know else to what else to say. I have no defense because <laughs> there's so many things I listen uh, to or watch later on. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. And you're like, I fucking told you a year duh. ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually so yeah. What about you? We watched the first episode of For All Mankind. Uh, I watched it with Meg, mm-hmm. and then so we've watched like three or four episodes now but mm-hmm. i noticed there was a strong comparison to the third season like the first episode of for all mankind mm-hmm. has a lot of like parallels and like similar like structure like oh, yeah Mar- margo is getting ready mm-hmm. in both of them mm-hmm. and like it's kind of like each character that's still around in season three right is kind of showing their like thing and it's like direct parallels to their season one kind of intros um and what she think? She liked it. Like we watched the first episode, and then she kind of wanted to. Mm-hmm. We watched two or three yesterday. Okay. And so, yeah, we got to see where. Actually, Jeff, where are you at? I don't want to spoil yeah. anything. Uh, I'm I'm on season two. Like I just started season okay. two. Uh, where the uh one the lady pilot dies in the crash or whatever. Right. Uh. I don't even remember that. <laughs> what? Are the, you kidding me? Well, I watched the show in 2019. So, like that season. Right? Tyler, you, you're giving yeah. Tyler a bad name. You're giving Tyler, the other Tyler Dumont, a bad name right now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she's a huge fan of For All Mankind. Well, she I think is. she's also, she's, she, well, she's probably also interested to be like, I didn't know I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like me at all. But mm-hmm. I also watched She Hulk. Me too. Oh, I yeah, forgot about too. that. Yeah, which I I don't really have a ton to say about it because it was like the first episode, and it certainly seems yeah. like a Marvel show, and <laughs> which is like good and mediocre, like yeah. you know, because like mm-hmm. it seems like cool concepts and ideas and stuff that we'll see if they pay off in the end. Yeah, like it almost be it probably be a good show to just binge. Like yeah, if they just released everything at once. It'd probably be better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, only, that's how I kind of feel about. Minute. What are you saying? Kyle? Yeah, like all of the Marvel shows, all the Marvel shows are kind of that way, though. Really, they. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I thought. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I liked it. it yeah. Just whether or not it'll like pay off in the end in a way that like feels good, because like I feel like they all kind of end in a way that is like, oh, I guess maybe I need to go see the next thing yeah now. yeah right. well i will say i did catch a um a moment or like 
I wouldn't call it a mistake. It's probably left in there intentionally, but it, it was a moment that like didn't make sense to me. And I'm not usually the kind of guy who like watches things with that kind of mindset of like trying to pick it apart, right? But there's a point at which, um, you know, she she's transformed into the Hulk, and you're realizing that you know she has control over herself. Like she's not in a rage, right? <clears throat> and then it shifts to the scene of them like doing this meditation thing and she's back to being human, right? And then the next scene after that, he like wakes her up with the air horn in bed and she like transforms and he's like, oh, so we confirm that you do change back when you, when you go to sleep. And I'm like, mm-hmm. the previous scene, she was changed back. So I wonder if like that was meant to be put there. <laughs> And they just well maybe he put maybe he put it as an experiment like you stay in your Hulk form and then go to sleep like like you normally would instead of just be a yeah G-Hulk. yeah that's true but I don't know I I think the best of those shows is still Loki I think the design of all that and the way it was done is so much more intriguing and a lot of these I'm just watching it just to keep up with the universe yeah but that's just me. But wait, you I have a question. <laughs> what? I have I have a random question here. Mm-hmm. This is not to do with Marvel, but it, kind of going back to For All Mankind with Michael Dorman. Mm-hmm. Jeff, have you watched The Patriot? Sorry, the I think movie? it's... No, it's the show. Oh, Patriot. I, Patriot, yeah. Yeah, I have not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I've tried to get Tyler to watch it. It's very good. Well, uh, it's on Amazon, right? Yeah. Sell it to me again. What is it about? Okay, so John Locke's son, Michael Dorman, uh, Gordo from For All Mankind. Ah, okay. He's he's like a folk musician, but he gets roped into this, like, uh, money thing with, like, paying off some people in, mm. like, uh, Lithuania, some some really tiny country in Europe. Mm-hmm. And so he has to get a job with this like pipe fitting company to go that does a lot of business over there. And it's kind of like him navigating being like like a special agent in this pipe fitting company and like not getting caught at either one thing. Like doing like these all like what's is he gonna get caught being a pipe make pipe player? <laughs> I mean like basically there's people in the pipe place that are like noticing that he is like just not fitted for the job uh, he's know? a pipe fitter no he is not he's like a folk artist <laughs> and he's oh, he's so, li- okay. and he's literally writing songs about and playing songs like open mic nights and stuff in europe about all the bad shit that's happening interesting also pipe fitting is... but i mean mm. that's his fake job that he got hired for uh, but i feel like this is key to the show <laughs> i mean i just want i just want to also... more about playing pipe <laughs> <laughs> i mean his his boss at the pipe fitting place is red foreman How... oh wow <laughs> so How it's a great show yeah. it's it's incredibly humorous it is incredibly dark okay so I highly recommend it to both of you because I think it would be I'll right in your wheelhouses. I'm also very interested in see how people lay pipe. So 
<laughs> is it um, pipe. It, is it multiple seasons like is it still airing or is it already done or like what? i think it has two seasons and the second season ended years ago so i don't oh, think they've yeah i i didn't ever look to see if they got canceled or anything mm-hmm. but uh they definitely have not continued with it hmm. we'll never know if you finish this pipe project <laughs> you'll have to watch and find out yeah okay i will yeah geez um have you have has jeff been watching anything of note um oh. jeff uh, no not really i think we finished <laughs> better call Saul. that was the big one yeah um we're and now we're how was still catching up to breaking bad how was your cinnabon it was good yeah. it was real good we just had to we just had to throw it in the microwave like we bought it the day before mm-hmm. so we put it in the microwave tasted super good i'm jealous I just, it's just, yeah. And he was making, then he was making Cinnabons at some point, or he's making bread at yeah, one point. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Glorious. Well, um, I have one final question before we start, Tyler. Sure. You guys drinking anything? I was, I was about to ask you, what are you drinking? I got a beer from, I think it's called Fridge. Black Raven Brewery, something. But, uh, well, it's a pale ale. I have a giant mug of water here, um, but nice. I do have a white claw in the fridge that I can crack open. I just realized it's four, so I mean, it's not too early. It's four it's o'clock somewhere. <laughs> don't go too crazy with your white claws. White claws are good, man. You know what you're talking about. I'll be right back. <laughs> really? Oh, I guess. I guess. I guess we gotta fill dead air then, Jeff. I guess. You're not <laughs> drinking anything though. No, I'm not drinking anything. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, 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 the the Patriot or sorry, Patriot. No, I've, I've seen the Patriot. It's a very good movie. <laughs> Mel Gibson uh, really chops that guy up. Yeah, he sure did. Well, he he deserved it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Killed his, killed his son. Yeah. Or, he well, he wasn't the one to kill his son, but he he helped. Yeah. And then, but yeah, first I was like. How, where are you going to go with, you know, where are you going with the Patriot here? And I was like, oh, the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Let's talk about a 22-year-old sh- movie. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I mean, my favorite movie is a- a- Apocalyptica or whatever that Apocaly- Angela's favorite movie is. Ap- Apocalypto. Apocalypto. <laughs> Apocalypto. Oops, moving the mic a yeah, little bit. I, she would like anything by, she would, she would like anything by Mel Gibson. Yeah. I did, I sent Tyler this thing. I don't. Uh, it was like a tweet where she was like talking to the camera and she was saying like it's my favorite movie but it doesn't have anything to do with the director oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> um, I know so I missed some of this conversation but um, I, I'm a member of the rehearsal subreddit and I guess people have like found the social media accounts of Angela and she started doing cameo um <laughs> and like someone i saw one today someone was like hey i i purchased this video for my friend's birthday for 30 bucks uh, and i guess now she like up her upped her price to like 150 <laughs> per video <Jeez. clears throat> wow but in the video she's uh just as she was on the show <laughs> very very uh she's like she's preachy. like She's probably like she's probably like talking to the thing, and she's like, "There's this quote by scripture. It's a uh, exactly. What is it? It's just the, if the he who 
blesseth the crayon. Wait, hang on, let me look it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was that was funny because then she the... looked it up. <laughs> oh, sorry, you guys uh, uh, froze for a second. Um, oh, I was gonna go say I did um, learn where that brand new song title came from. It's like seventy times seven, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't. Yeah. I don't listen to brand new, so I didn't know it was a thing. Well, oh, and another thing is uh, part of that the Facebook group that I'm in. Uh, that Robin guy, he's also in that, and he just like trolls people all day long, and like people make jokes about him, and then he like jokes back, and it's kind of weird. That seems like the best thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you guys say we start talking about Better Call Saul? Okay, uh, I guess we I'm going to know. That. Yeah, uh, I just I didn't watch it, so if you guys could just be very <laughs> vague with spoilers, like I'll I'll start. I'll I'll tell you my thoughts. Okay. on it. All right. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that that thing happened. Oh, with crazy! The, with that with that guy. Oh, really? And then. Yeah, and then more stuff happened, and then it ended, and it's all done. <laughs> oh, Your turn. Oh man, that that was a glowing review. You're right on the money. Yeah. It it was it was little anticlimactic. That's all I'll say. That's <laughs> well. Before we start talking about the episode proper, mm-hmm. like, should we? Or maybe we should talk about this afterwards. But I I want to get everybody's feeling on if it's better than breaking bad and stuff like that but maybe maybe I mean, that's better better's in the name better is in the name <laughs> sir yeah let's wait till true. the end and then we can okay. kind of go uh, what are our overall feelings kind of thing okay um so this episode uh for those of you listening was the last episode ever of better call saul and maybe the last episode in the entire um like breaking bad universe uh, unless they decide to gone. come back to it, but I'd have to say it was a really it capped off everything, and and I can now confidently say, and I know I said we were going to wait till the end to talk about overall things, but <laughs> and then you're immediately going to go for it. Yeah, it was like 15 seconds ago. Okay, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, but the episode begins immediately where we left off, where Miriam, I think is her name. Um, calls the police and says Saul Goodman is in my living room or in my kitchen and he's instantly on the run um and actually before that we have a flashback to when uh Jimmy and Mike are in the desert yeah I was gonna say I think that's where it starts right yeah yes it does and it kind of introduces this this storytelling device that we see multiple times in the episode which I've heard them kind of refer to as um, like almost like a Christmas Carol, like he's being he, being visited by three ghosts kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and he's in the desert, and they find some water, and he basically posits a question to Mike of, "What would you? You know, we have all this money. Um, let's go build build a time machine." And he's like half joking, but he asks, "What would you do if you had a time machine?" And, of course, Mike answers it uh, uh, legitimately, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And 
Jimmy is, you know, side skirting the action because he's, you know, talking about regret. And Jimmy's like, I'd, I'd go invest in Warren Buffett, uh, his company, Ber- Berkshire yeah. Hathaway, whatever it's called. Yeah. Which kind of ruins the whole point of the question. <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, Mike has like two very specific dates, you know, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I, I don't remember what the first date was, but the second date, he's like, that's when I would, you know, that's the first time I took a bride or whatever. Yeah. I think the so, first date was the day his son died. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure if that was like to say his son died or like the kind of mm-hmm. corrupt cop stuff happened or whatever mm-hmm. that led to it. But yeah, you know, I, I, I don't exactly know what he would have changed with his first bride. Like if he just like, if that's the start of it and like he would. Yeah. You know, he he knowing now what he knows, the different decisions he would make in his marriage and stuff to maybe keep his family, uh, you know, more not shielded from his corruption because he's gonna not make corruption, but make decisions with his family first rather than maybe all the corruption that he saw. Well, I always kind of took it as if he doesn't take that first bribe, then you know, the whole thing with his son doesn't happen, right? Because he's, what? he doesn't encourage him to, to get involved or, or however that goes. Right. You know, that, I, think, I mean, I that's... think he wanted to be a better person too. I think that's why he just, it wasn't like, he wasn't just regretting his son dying. Like he could, he, he first he was talking about going and fixing just that. Right. But then he made a point to say like, I, I'm going back farther. Um, that's true. And yeah. stop myself from making the bribe, which in turn will still protect his son. But he, he wants to be a better person, not just, you know, have his son back, or he wants yeah. to be. And I, I think that has to do with his his son's daughter, you know, like, it is he realized the kind of value of, of his family and everything. Right. Yeah. And after that scene, we then switch over to uh, the immediate aftermath of the police being called, and we get a nice little sequence of Jimmy on the run, Saul, Gene on the run, um, which I thought matched the intensity of like the later seasons of Breaking Bad, especially with the music and the way it was done. I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. like anything can happen, you know? Um, and he eventually uh, winds up in a dumpster, which <laughs> there's some pretty good foreshadowing at the very beginning of the season when they do that flash to his mansion being raided. And he has that big cardboard cutout, life-size cardboard cutout of him, of him himself. And there's a shot of them like throwing it in the dumpster. In the dumpster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it fits thematically of his whole like that's how he got into the law, uh, not into the law, but how he built his sandpiper case was like dumpster diving, right? And now he's. Oh yeah. He's dumpster diving because he's a piece of shit. I did think it was. Uh, I I don't really know what to think about it. Maybe you guys can kind of weigh on it, in on it. Uh, basically, he pulls out the card to call the uh, vacuum guy. Yeah. And he's like, getting his diamonds all in order to make sure he has enough or whatever. And basically the reason why he gets caught is because he kind of spills the diamonds and like you know do you think it's something that he is thinking he's going to get away with if he just calls this guy at this point 
and, and like you know kind of like and then once he spills the diamonds he's just kind of like well this is it anyway like does he kind of just surrender to it or is he kind of well really thinking he's going to get out of it i don't know like i feel like so much of these last episodes is showing him almost not caring if he gets caught he's being really reckless and right. then I think when it's actually like, oh, this is this is go time now, then he's you know instinctually like, no, I'm going to try to get out of this. But uh, the fact that he didn't prep ahead of time, and because the reason he drops everything and makes all the noise, he's trying to open up one of his burner phones. And it's like, well, right. why wouldn't you have one of those already open if you're you know you know you need to go at a moment's notice kind of thing? Well, I think he also, but I think he would have. I don't think you want to get caught then and now. I don't think you want to be caught in a dumpster, hiding in a dumpster <laughs> by the cops. Yeah. Like I think he I think he did want to get caught, but I don't think he wanted to get caught that way. Yeah. <laughs> but they did, you know, moving to the next point, he ends up getting caught and it's like surprisingly early on in the episode, you know, there's one part of me that thought, "Oh, the whole arc of this last episode is is him running, right? And then he finally gets caught at the end." But I thought it was much smarter. Uh, more smart uh, to do it early on, and much more smart. Yeah, please. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, and then that way the rest of the episode focuses on the fallout. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I mean, kind of glossing over the whole episode, basically, you know, it it really shows his legal prowess throughout it, and I think that <laughs> makes for a much more interesting episode than running and getting caught. Right. You know what confused me? Like after he got caught, he's making his phone call. He calls Cinnabon, and he's like, literally, like, <laughs> Could, do are you up to uh, you know make the schedule? It's due today, and also you might want to call HR because you're gonna need, you're gonna need a new manager. <laughs> but like, why why do that though? Like, it, it, he could have just not done that, and then because they know, made it a point to show deep to down show him doing that. Deep so, down, he cares still. Well, yeah, I think I think he does care about those employees. You know. Yeah, and it's. I think it's maybe the first showing of him kind of like coming to terms with everything and like, you mm-hmm. know, making sure the people around him kind of not are taken care of, but like aren't suffering because of him. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and I think immediately after that, well, he the next scene we have is him in the jail jail cell jail cell. <laughs> And um, he basically has like one of those. It's almost like the Walter White uh, uh, crawl space episode where, moment where he's like laughing maniacally as you know mm-hmm. he's going crazy. It's like kind of like that, uh, and that occurs after he sees on the wall uh, a carving that's like my my lawyer will ream your ass, ream you, yeah. <laughs> Which he gets the idea to call um, Bill Oakley. And associates. Bill Oakley. <laughs> Which, for those uh, not paying attention, uh, is the lawyer from the the season one, episode one, I think, uh, and he's the guy who's kind of like his rival in the in the courthouse. Yeah, I mean, he's throughout the, all the seasons. He yeah. shows up usually at some point. When you're Brokely, call Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> But yeah, at first I thought he wasn't going to take it. Like, I thought we're showing him, you know, getting shot down and then he's going to call Kim or something. But I'm actually kind of glad that 
you know, they brought him back in and he, he agreed to represent or be co-counsel, I guess. Yeah. What were you going to say, Kyle? I, no, I mean, I was just going to say that, like, his just... <laughs> him just getting mistreated, basically, this whole episode <laughs> is just... It's oh. kind of rough for him, but really hilarious all the same. That's his character. <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... But what, what's next? Well, after that... um. I believe is is them walking to do this negotiation with the the police and we oh, get yeah. we get a reveal of a breaking bad cameo that I did not see coming which is right? Marie Schrader. Yeah. And cuz like I literally said oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and you know she they're trying to do this negotiation and he's not paying attention and so he basically asks hey you know, you have Hank Schrader's widow here. Like, you may as well just bring her in. And nobody mm-hmm. wants that, but he does for some reason. Um, and she comes in, and it has this this long scene of him um, kind of... You can't tell if he's playing them or not when he, like, gives this sob story about his involvement with Walter White. Because uh, it, it, it comes off in a way where it's like, this is kind of BS, and you can tell they know it is, but then there are aspects of it where he, you know, is a little more believable. Um, <clears throat> but that he tries that, to turn himself into the victim of right. Walter White, which not like a kind of co-conspirator, right? Which is not at all true. Um, and then we later on go, you know, clearly time has passed. It's like the nighttime now. There's a bunch of uh, wrappers and bottles and stuff of for food on the table. And we see that they've been effectively knocking down his sentence. Like he's going to agree to plea out if if he gets a lower sentence, and he gets it down to seven and a half years from the original, which is like life plus one hundred and fifty. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, one thing I did want to shout out about that whole sequence was uh, Marie. Uh, I, I Betsy Brandt, her actress. Um, I thought did like a really really good job, and there's a line that she says that like was uh, really effective where she, you know, they haven't started negotiating, but she's like, "Do not negotiate with this man." Yeah, <laughs> the way she says it's so like forcefully that you yeah, can really feel I, like the vile things he's done. <clears throat> I I was kind of curious about that because like I don't remember her interactions with Saul throughout. Uh, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. if there are any at all, I can't, I can't, I don't, I can't think of any. I don't think there were. Yeah, so no. like, I don't know what what she knows about him, and I guess maybe it's kind of one of those things that after the events of Breaking Bad, like you know, like news reports and stuff like that, that she kind of. Well, did you watch that has... uh, that that thing that came out before the season? It was like a, a real thing that MSNBC did. Yeah, was... yeah, I saw that. Right. So, like, so I mean. It was, saw that, and she. she I didn't. Knew. What what, is, what was it? <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't remember um, what it's called, but it's 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 a. So it was on CNBC, and I guess they have a real life show where they profile uh, um, shady people in corporate America, <laughs> and it's called like corporate uh-huh. greed. I want to say or American. Yeah, greed. that that's exactly what it. Uh, yeah, American greed. It's American. Greed. Yeah, and so they did like a short little episode on Saul Goodman, and they're interviewing. Various like Betsy and and uh, uh, 
the various Kettlemans. characters basically yeah, they're, yeah. Uh-huh. they're interviewing various people and that's when you know you first see uh the reappearance of the Kettlemans and a few others but it was yeah it was good hmm. it's worth watching interesting um so you know we see that whole what well, what well i was gonna say i i don't know if we want to move on from that or talk more about it but I was trying to figure out the next scene. Is it when we go to Walter in the thing? Um, not quite. I don't think. Let me think. So this is we, this is where well, having notes would have been well, great. We, but we, we had more one more thing that we forgot to mention about that scene. Oh, which is yeah, he, you did. <laughs> he uh, gets them down to seven and a half years and uh, plus free uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream every Friday. And... I don't think I don't think they were gonna give that to him. I think he was gonna he wanted the mint chocolate chip ice cream. He was gonna give uh, he was gonna give the Howard thing up. But then once they found out about there's no he's not getting mint chocolate right. ice cream. Yeah, so he thought he had it, and he was gonna give him that tidbit and... about Kim's involvement or whatever. But they pour a cold yeah, water and then, on it. Yeah, they're like, uh, you won't talk to her much, do you? Right. No mint chocolate chip ice cream for you. <laughs> Which, you know, you could argue that that is the catalyst for him deciding. Oh, actually, she did the right thing, so I'm going to eventually do the right thing. But. Agreed. But I do want to talk about the Bluebell mint chocolate chip ice cream. Okay. Uh, I like Bluebell ice uh, cream. Bluebell ice cream is, like, the best. It's literally the best ice cream that there is, and mint chocolate wow. chip is, to me, their best flavor. Ugh. Don't Listen, even, man, Tyler. They're, they're sponsoring the episode. We have to say the shit. <laughs> <laughs> big, big God, Bluebell. God, I, I wish. <clears throat> No, apparently they had some sort of like dust up of uh, bad politics or something. I don't, I don't know exactly the details oh, really? of it, but apparently they're not a good company. You shouldn't support them. But they have really great ice cream. Well, that's that's why Saul was like Bluebell. I want that right. <laughs> specifically. Which yeah. for a moment I thought maybe it had some because I I couldn't remember if it was his favorite flavor or if it was Kim's, and I kind of thought like there was something brewing there about I'm gonna get it every Friday that way when she ever comes. On a visitation day, I have it for her, but I was totally misreading well, that. I like to add, um, with uh, with you, you're saying like that when he heard about Kim, that kind of put the wheels in motion for him to redeem himself. Yeah, I almost believe I almost believe maybe he 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 meant to do the other thing, like he wanted to make her suffer. I think he I don't think he was forgiving yet. I think uh, I think he it was just like the same. Okay, this is spoilers for Breaking Bad. So sorry, Summer. Um, literally the end of it. <laughs> hey, so, you got it before that you started talking about the stuff. So I yes. think you're good. To be honest, I'll, I'll to... so many things in the ending of of Better Call Saul like spoil elements of Breaking Bad. So no, re- really, what I should do, what I should be, is like Summer. I'm talking about spoilers, and then just be like, so my wife's driving me crazy, guys. <laughs> now that she's, she's not like, listening uh, anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, like uh, again in Breaking Bad, when uh, when. Walt was going in on the intention of killing everybody. Jesse was one of those people. Yeah. Like Jesse was literally one of those people. Then he saw Jesse and kind of the conditions he was in and he chose to save him at the end. Yes. I think kind of maybe something happened like that. You know, that kind of thing. Like he well, he finally saw her and he finally he saw her, saw her. Like he wasn't just like on the phone. Well, I, I would normally be inclined to agree. No, you're wrong. Agree. <laughs> but there's a I'm point right. at which I kind Nailed of it. disagree. Which is, um, I'm trying to think of it as I'm talking, where he has that whole thing on the plane where he's basically saying, I have new information that'll it'll help the investigation. It'll also get Kim into 
to some hot water. And <clears throat> at that point I was like, Oh, you know, like, is he still trying to like fuck her over? But then when he's in the courthouse, he, and he's explaining everything and he says, uh, you know, I, I fed them a load of BS, uh, just to get her to come here. So like, I think he had already decided, you know, earlier than the courthouse. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, okay. I think he, I think he decided that when, um, when they're talking about the jury in uh-huh. that scene with Betsy Brandt, or I guess she's not in the scene at that point, but after they kind of. Yeah, like the time kind of skip a little bit where they like just are finally need one jury, just need one member, yeah, just one, one person yeah. of the jury, and I think that one person he's referencing is Kim, and so he's trying to get, like he's using that as a reason to get her there. Oh, so I like, think I mean, so. Yeah, I think he's like his mind, like he just needs to be found innocent by one person, and then he's hoping yeah. that Kim will find him innocent. So it's like a no, not necessarily I'm innocent, sure. but like, but like at least. He can convince her that I mean this is kind of like jumping ahead into the episode that <laughs> he is the putting the Saul character yeah he's putting the Saul character kind of to rest and he is just going to be Jimmy from like then on. I don't well, know. To man. be fair about going all over the place, this episode went all over the place. We started in episode five episode, <laughs> and then we went to Breaking Bad episode, <laughs> and then we went into like even farther like the day before. Uh, Better Call Saul even starts, so yeah. this this episode's all over the place. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> as we get to it, I will explain a few reasons why I, I disagree uh, as they come up. Um, and I will dis I will disagree with you. <laughs> uh, one being that uh, yeah, the scene of him saying all I need is one person, like I initially thought that, but now that I like have rewatched it and and whatnot, I think he's legitimately talking about the. Um, the real jury like he's at that point he's still trying to get out of it and nope kyle's right it's only upon (laughs) finding out that kim went to the to the um to the judge and gave a sworn affidavit that he's you know changes his his strategy i guess but anyway we'll we'll get to it but uh okay yeah i i don't full like i'm just going off my feelings based off of like the whole ending and Mm -hmm. I'd have to rewatch it. I'd have to rewatch yeah. it. But that could very well be the case. Yeah. Watch it backwards. <laughs> make it, make actually, it memento. No. Reverse Wait. audio. Okay. I, I don't know why yeah. I just thought of this. Maybe it's because Tyler hasn't watched The Bear yet. But okay. maybe Tyler should do what I suggested in that episode a while ago where he just watches the seven-minute monologue of uh, Carmi, like, telling him the whole oh, story. That's the, that's the and, end. That's the final episode, right? Yeah. yeah. And then... Tyler, you should go back and watch it from episode one after that. Just oh, watch the yeah, monologue. That'd be, that'd okay. be an experiment. Yeah, I think it's um, it's definitely on YouTube because I've seen it in my recommendations. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, what's the character's name I should look up? Carmi. C-A-R-M-Y. Okay, Carmi's speech? or Just put seven-minute Carmi monologue, okay. and I'm sure oh, it'll pop really up. You really just have to just start the last episode, and it'll it's okay. the beginning. It's the opening. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. Okay. Anyway. Back to Better Call Saul. Yes. Um, <laughs> this episode sponsored by the bear. Right. That's right. So and chocolate ice cream or and for mint ice cream. <laughs> Blue Bell mint chocolate chip ice cream. That's right. So after that, um, I, you might be right about it being the Breaking Bad uh, flashback. I uh, can't quite to recall, Walter. but at some point, you know, we switch back to color, and 
I knew that there was going to be another uh, scene with with Brian Cranston because they had said such previously. Um, and who got it right? <laughs> you did predict what it would be, um, and I I've seen a lot of people like talking about that scene, and I think it's like it does so many different things. Like on one level, it reinforces uh, <laughs> that Walt was a delusional, uh, narcissistic asshole. <laughs> like, A, he has that whole thing where he's fixating on something that's barely making a noise, and then <laughs> he tries to fix it and makes an even bigger racket. And yeah. then when Jimmy posits the time machine question to him, he, like, is totally dismissive of just, like, what are you talking about? It's not even possible. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's so quick to anger, just like everything. <laughs> yeah. And... I will say it was one of those moments where I was like, yep, this is exactly Walter White's reaction to this question. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, at that point, we do see a kind of an evolution of Jimmy's response to this question, which is a little little more truthful. Uh, And it's only after Walt, you know, basically says he changes his whole tone. He gets to that like asshole Walt uh, Heisenberg tone. Where he's like, if you want to talk about regrets, let's just say you want to talk about regrets. And yeah. I'm sure he was like meeting you, number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that one point when he so he, he mentions Walter mentions gray matter because of course he's not going to regret you know <laughs> indirectly killing people and whatever. Um, and uh, Jimmy's like, oh, you know, why didn't you tell me about this? We could have done something with it. And he's like, you're the last lawyer I would have gone to. So like, yeah, I, I would not have gone to you. Yeah, um, but Jimmy is kind of truthful in his answer of of saying, you know, um, I had I did a slip and fall, a slip and fall, meaning like a, a scam. That's how he, he got money for bartending school. He says, uh, but it's it's like showing true to form, like where he's kind of regretting ever becoming this guy, and of course Saul doesn't give him any, doesn't even use his is his imagination to try and like be on the same level uh walt's just like oh so you've always been like this <laughs> yeah which i mean it, it's kind of an to <laughs> okay from huh. uh saul's perspective in that point he is a character who's basically never really gotten the respect of anyone anyone yeah. except except kim yeah. like kim is the only one uh and so even now in kind of both of their arguably darkest hours you know mm-hmm. um you know he can't even get walt to kind of sympathize with him uh and he even he is like super dismissive of his situation even you know his false kind of false regrets about it i'm yeah. sure you know yeah, i also think it was like with the go ahead i would say because that can't be the thing that he regrets like the most that he wants right. to you know i thought it was interesting that that walt uh walt's like oh so you've always been like this and then coming from the guy who who literally had you know he just broke bad and and you know he he and you could tell he had these tendencies before it's not like he just became a brand new character like he he started acting more and more like his true self so i thought it was just ironic that he was like oh so you've always been like this i'm like at least he's always been like that and you were like (laughs) you you were hiding who you were for the first 50 years of your life 
Yeah, I, I think that there's an argument you can make that at his core, uh, Jimmy is still a decent person who turned into the way he was by the circumstances of his life, whereas Walt, uh, yes, he had a, a transformation into a wholly different kind of guy, but he was always this like spiteful, ego-driven asshole. But he just kept right. it under the surface a little better previously. Yeah, I mean, like, because. I guess you get a better sense of Saul or well Jimmy before Saul just yeah. based off the way that their shows are constructed. Yeah. You know. And whereas you don't really get to see Walt, you know, except for that yeah, one flashback you, you, where he's writing on the chalkboard. And, yeah, like, you know, Saul kind of is this manifestation of the world not accepting him for who he is. Mm-hmm. And then Walt is kind of like He's had circumstances that say he needs to, that he thinks he needs to act upon, and he acts upon it with the knowledge he has to affect the change that he, you see in his character. Be the change Saul, you want to be and you want to see in the universe. <laughs> yeah, and, and Saul is kind of a victim of circumstance, basically, that like, you know, he's trying to find his way. No, he's a victim just of through, Walter through White. life. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually, yes, obviously. Yeah. But, but, you know, Walt has a terrible diagnosis that he turns bad to, you know, yeah, but take care of. Had he um, accepted the job offer from Grey Matter at that one party, he wouldn't well, yeah, need all yeah, the no. money. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Like, but I think we all like, can agree that uh, Saul's redemption wouldn't have happened had they actually given him his ice cream. <laughs> I mean, true. Th- there is a universe. Wait, Saul's redemption? Yeah. Saul's redemption or Jimmy's redemption? Oh well, I mean, Saul's can't be redeemed. Saul's a piece of crap. So Jimmy, Jimmy's redemption, Jimmy's yeah. uh, reemergence, <laughs> um, rebirth. So after that scene, I uh, can't quite recall if this is where we go uh, to. I think it is where we go to the hearing. Right. Yeah, um, we get to see Saul walking in black and white. Yeah, yeah. he's all decked out, and even though it's black and white, you can tell it's a very fancy, uh, loud suit. I can yeah. see the camera's reflection. Yeah. Oh, really? really? Can you? No. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, and as he comes in, he, he locks eyes with Kim, and uh, there was a scene where. The DA calls Kim and to give her a heads up, like, "Hey, you know, your, oh, your yeah, ex yeah. has information, and just wanted to let you know that he's further implicating you." Um, and there's the scene also that we forgot to talk about on the plane, uh, where I mean, we kind of talked about it, where he's basically telling uh, um, Bill Oakley that you know he has more information, and that's yeah, why she comes. And the marshal is like. You know, anything you say, I'm going to have to, like, you know, report or whatever. Yeah. So. Um, Ostensibly, he wanted the marshal to hear that. Yes. And so then we're in the in the courtroom, and, um, you know, they do their opening spiel. And uh, I think as, as the judge is talking, uh, Jimmy, or I guess Saul at this point, um, is basically like, hey, you know, if it, if it may, if it pleases the court... I have more information that could 
you know, help you with context. And they're like, fine, I, if you really want to speak, I highly suggest you don't because you already have this <laughs> deal figured out. Really great deal. <clears throat> and he gets up there and basically begins the same sob story uh, that he gave earlier. And, of course, everyone... And it's like word for word. <laughs> word for word, but with a different inflection, a little faster, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they show shots of everyone who heard it previously rolling their eyes and, like, just, oh, my God, I can't believe he's... Like, that was a bunch of BS that now he's given to the judge. But then, midway through, he admits that he was not a victim, that he helped build Walter White's drug empire. It wouldn't have been possible without him. Yes. Which is kind of crazy. Like, <clears throat> it all kind of, when you think about it, it all kind of comes full circle of like, if Jimmy, if Jimmy takes the advice of Mike and, you know, forgetting about him, then yeah. Walt either probably ends up in jail or is dead because um, mm-hmm. he can't fund his treatments or whatever. And nobody has to die, and yeah. But. Well, I mean, the thing that was a little more impactful for me in that was uh-huh. he is the only one, A, alive of kind of, you know, that whole kind of group. Well, Jesse, yeah. too. It, well, yeah, but I think we can kind of call Jesse a victim of it all. Yeah. Like, he was definitely an acting member, but even more so than Saul was a victim, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, I think but, what happens to Jesse also, like, you know, he doesn't need prison now. He's, he's been through, like, the worst hell he could to go through. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Saul is the only one that, like, accepts it and kind of, like, takes credit for the part he played in it. Yeah. Right, he's the only one. He's the only one who, you know, takes responsibility, and he's just, right. you know, yeah. So, you know, he gives that speech, and he's basically saying, like, in fact, you couldn't have done it without me. And yeah, he actually turns to the prosecutor. He's like, "Did you get all that?" And the guy like gives him this look of like, almost like respect of like, uh huh. I know what you're doing now, and I like, mm-hmm. good on you. Um, yeah. But obviously looks back at Kim and, and sees her reaction to it. And then towards the end of that, when they're telling him to like, you know, you don't need to do this. <laughs> and the prosecutor's like, no, we, we want him to keep talking. <laughs> yeah. And I think, doesn't the judge tell him like, like you probably don't, or no, he, the judge talks to Bill Oakley and yeah. she's like, you probably want him to not talk. Right. And it gets so, uh, I guess air quotes bad. Bill. Yeah, well, Bill's he, he, like, he's can like, I like get out of this? Yeah, I want to petition <laughs> judges. Like, this. nope. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> um, yeah, like it, that whole scene, like the whole like kind of like monologue uh, Bob Odenkirk's giving here is edited. I think it's edited so well to like oh, yeah. just have like these moments of levity in it, mm-hmm. like that. You mm-hmm. know, because like I was literally laughing out loud for like those parts with bill yeah yeah like it was expertly crafted yes one thing i was gonna say about it um is he he uh, towards the end starts talking about how he got chuck's uh malpractice insurance uh taken away and that's ultimately like why he killed himself and he's like this isn't really relevant you know but he's doing this all for kim he's clearing his conscience right and 
I think Oakley says to him afterwards, like, that thing with your brother, that wasn't a crime. He's like, yes, it was. Like, yeah. Not in the literal sense, but like, it was a goddamn crime what I did. <laughs> well, he's like, they're like, we're, well, we're not going to charge you with it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, charge me. <laughs> and to put a cap on the whole thing, when he goes back to the table, um, and she's like mentioning his name again, and he's like, oh, actually, I'm James McGill. Yeah, not Jimmy, even. Not Jimmy. Right. Yeah. So this is, I think Jimmy has to slip in Jimmy kind of thing. Immature kind of connotation to it. He's being the warrior he always always wanted to be. Yes. And, um. Yeah. Yeah, so. He looks back at Kim, too, at Mm -hmm. that point, too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of just, I think he gives her just kind of this look, like this very just like stern look of like, uh, you know, to mm-hmm. me, what it said was, you you turned yourself in and like look what the fuck I just did, you know, like <laughs> I, I also well, turned myself in here. You can kind of raise t- you. You can kind of tell, yeah. um, from that like phone conversation, that she doesn't think highly of him, right? Because she's seen what he's become yeah. through advertisements, and then she hears about all the the Walter White stuff. I'm sure through the news, so she probably like <laughs> well, despises him, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, literally from that last episode where they show them signing the divorce papers and stuff, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. like he's a complete asshole now, to, especially to her. Right, and that's you know? his way of shielding from his pain, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I thought his look is one of, like, I'm doing this to show you, like, I'm not irredeemable. I'm still me. Yeah, and, Deep I down. mean, she she kind of capitulates the look, you know, she kind of looks Uh at him and is just kind of like, she says without saying anything that like, I see you, like, I see what you're doing. Like it would have been better if you just given like a thumbs up, like, like a, just like a respect, (laughs) like, (laughs) 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 so yeah, well, what was I going to say? Um, I think that's the end of that scene really. Yeah. And, after that, you know, we, uh, I think there's one more flashback of Chuck. Yes. Which really caught me by surprise. Yeah, me too. Old Chucky Mc, McG. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking on Reddit and I found like their, uh, uh, forum or whatever for like the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And someone was saying how that looked like it was from the, like day before the first episode of Better Call Saul. That's what I got. Like that, yeah. I, okay. we'd actually we we'd actually just to like we we were waiting on the finale mm-hmm. to to start. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was, summer summer hadn't seen the first couple episodes, or so I was like, okay, I'll put those on because at least wanted to get because once you watch the first one, you're like, well, I got to go to the second one. It's stupid because you know you mm-hmm. got two go at the very end, right, and you're like, right. damn. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we 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 did watch it, and then so we I did see that first scene with Chuck, and then I kind of got the reference, and I was like, oh, okay, this. This must be the day before he came back. Okay. Well, yeah, because there's something yeah. about the Financial Times was yeah. kind of the, the right. It was the Financial way. Times. Yeah. And then he ends up in that first episode being like, "Hey, I got the Financial Times." Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that that scene was underscoring, you know, a he was like being selfless for his brother, and ultimately, I think this is what he's thinking about when he asks everyone what would they, what would they do in the time machine because. You know, we see that Chuck was reading the book, The Time Machine. Yeah. And 
even though he was still being condescending of like, you know, you can change path at any time. Like you don't have to be a lawyer <laughs> kind of thing. Um, he uh, basically ignores Chuck's offer to like sit down and like talk and like be, be have an actual brotherly relationship. Like I can help you with your cases. And well, like, well, I'll take a rain check. <laughs> even before that, uh, he also didn't really have any cases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that part of it. But um, what does Chuck say? No, sorry. I'm trying to remember. There's basically Chuck is like, you know, you don't have to do this or whatever. And then Jimmy goes, oh, you know, you're my brother. I would do that. Like, you would do the same for me. Yeah. And, and I think Chuck, like, there's a long shot of Chuck just kind of like staring at him back. Uh-huh. And I think that's. To me, that read as like, no, I wouldn't. Right. Like yeah. Chuck would not no. treat Jimmy this way if there was some similar situation in reverse. Right. Uh, so I think that's mm-hmm. that's why he then offered to, uh, to do the. Uh, I was gonna say the, patience. The, <laughs> the, the <laughs> to see Jimmy's patience. To talk about his his clients and stuff. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, Jimmy didn't want to do it and it's like it's almost like two ships just passing in the night you know mm-hmm. like they 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 are trying to meet on the same level and they're just not doing it yeah and and, and i i and i think if they did like agree in that situation mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. that you know the whole series is different saul's life right. would be way different yeah um I was sitting here as you're saying that and I was thinking like, oh, you know, I wonder if it really would have changed everything. But now also when I think back, there's a whole plot line in season one about them crafting the Sandpiper case together. And even then you could see like they're cooperating and, and, you know, he's being a good influence on Jimmy McGill. Right. And the Mm -hmm. relationship is, is being helped from it. So I think either way, it's still, you know, even if that, you know, that that offer to, to talk about his clients and all that, even if you know that doesn't happen, he still has a chance of reconciliation through this this case with his brother. Mm-hmm. And yeah. obviously, it gets all fucked up once he realizes that uh, Chuck is the one keeping him out of the firm, kind of thing, or was like, and that's why everything. Poor Howard. Shit. Yeah, yeah. True, true victim. It's rough. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that is all of the flashbacks, which kind of speak to the overall theme of regret and kind of show you, you know, deep down each time that he does this, this question or, you know, each time we're shown this, these flashbacks, um, we kind of get a more inkling into why he's been asking this to people and what he truly actually is thinking about and regretting. And finally admitting that he regrets all his relationship with his brother. Because previously, whenever he is asked about it, he's like, oh, Chuck was an asshole. Who cares? Yeah. And I mean, I think that goes into why he was talking about it in that big monologue in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Because, like you said, it's really for Kim to see. Because she previously was so taken aback at him being like oh yeah that thing i said about my brother it was bs they bought it hook line and sinker and she was like yeah 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 and then after that but and dan 
<laughs> he is is the next shot like i mean he basically gets arrested like goes into like uh custody and they show him on the bus going yeah, to the bus. Going, the penitentiary or whatever going it is. to the place that he described as a hellhole that he wanted to make sure he didn't go yeah <laughs> the alcatraz of the rockies yes. i think yeah yeah um and you know the people recognize him on the bus, and there's this like kind of cheesy moment where they start chanting "Better Call chanting Saul." Chanting "Better Call Saul," and I was yeah. like, uh, "I don't think this would happen on a real prison bus." But have you never been on a prison it, it bus? Was, it happens. They got it exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a, it was kind of a weird scene, but like, it seems weirder now in retrospect than it did while watching it. So I don't um, know what that I'm kind actually of speaks to. I'm actually more okay with it now. When I first saw it, I was like, "What is what is this?" Um, I thought maybe for a split second, I thought, "Oh, did he like plan something? Is he gonna like somehow escape?" You know, well, yeah, he got, he got he's covered in tattoos of the prison. So, <laughs> so, uh, but but I think he essentially um, that scene is showing that like word has spread about him and how much he like helped out criminals so it means that he's not going to really be a target and people respect him are are going to be like on his side already right but yeah they, they've also tasted a sweet sweet bread yes <laughs> yes so which that is the the next scene uh, in the prison and for a split second i was like oh did they go back to the cinnabon you know to show the like, staff there or something but no i almost i almost wish they would have shown him baking cinnabons right. like you know he's uh, like i know the recipe and like i can hook it up you know that would have been thematically <laughs> really cool yeah um but he gets told hey your lawyer's here and we see yeah. him walking the, to what the thing the thing about like getting told his lawyer's there is mm-hmm. that they're not like hey james mcgill everyone is calling him Saul yes. and like as he's like walking through even the guards like yeah. The, yeah. the kitchen yeah he's like fist bumping people and he's like hey Saul thanks man whatever Saul man whatever mm-hmm. uh, so which even though he kind of killed that character mm-hmm. to himself uh, he is known as Saul right. to everybody in that prison it's like he can't escape it and it's not like he's become Saul again but he's just well, that's, living that's with his it. punishment yeah um and so, yeah, like we see him walking to the room where he's going to meet up with his lawyer uh, and Bill, it's Bill, right? <laughs> Bill, Bill funny. Oakley. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, everyone's fist bumping him and be like, hey, Saul. You know, so you can tell he's like respected there and he opens the door and it is Kim Wexler. And mm-hmm. where's she says, Bill? She says, hi, Jimmy. <laughs> Bill's long gone. Man. <laughs> he, Poor he, Bill. He, he never wants to talk to him. To Jimmy again, but I'm sure that's right. <laughs> um, and you know we see that that scene between them, and it kind of mirrors the scene from the parking garage from the first episode when they're sharing a cigarette up against the wall. And yeah, it's 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 a weirdly quiet scene, you know. Mm-hmm. Like there's not much dialogue to it. I think that uh, she just says the main like, seven. Or, you had him at seven years, right? No, you like, had him down to seven years. Mm-hmm. So, like, acknowledging, like, you know, they still have that, best tw- that twinkle Good between lawyer. them of, like, being, you know, scammers. They, they respect. Respect. Yeah. Yes. Um, and 
Another thing that you may have noticed uh, that we didn't I mention did. is I I did I absolutely did just you go first I, though I, yeah <laughs> when uh, she goes to light the cigarette it's the flame is in color so it's like that oh I did see that spark yeah. between yeah. them is yeah bringing back the color. alive yeah yeah it's the light of his <clears throat> life is literally returning yeah and we find out that he's been sentenced to like eighty six years or something. Yeah, something like that. And she even says that, you know, she uh, still had her bar card, which didn't have an expiration date. So right. it's unclear if this is like the only time she's going to come see him or if it's a regular thing. I think the actors and them had, uh, you know, did a thought experiment like, oh, I think she likely visits him like once a month, you know, in my head. That's what I think kind of thing. From, from Florida? No, yeah, she, to, to me, if she moved back to, me, to New that's Mexico, like the last time. Why would she do that? Well, we saw her starting to get to away from like... fucking the the yup guy. <laughs> <laughs> we saw her starting, you know, to volunteer at that legal office. So maybe she goes back and tries to to start but back up. Where was that? It was in Florida. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying maybe she was inspired by. That oh, like like that that that's her like thing. We did we totally skipped over that scene by the way. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. somewhere in. It's somewhere in there. That's somewhere in there. Uh, in this last episode where yeah. she we're professionals yeah <laughs> yep this um, is all the notes we wrote and uh they did not include that scene yep mm-hmm. so it was a deleted scene right <laughs> yeah by us <laughs> so you know that is kind of it we see uh kim walking out to uh to leave the prison and we see her make eye contact with jimmy who's like in the prison yard yeah and he gives his finger guns and if yep. you notice she doesn't do it back but she has her hand in this like position down by her side that's kind of like making a, a gun uh, oh, i did not see that yeah it's like really subtle but she turns back to look at him as she's walking away and then we see him and then the wall the wall gets in between the two of them and that's where it ends yep that's why yeah. it's called better call wall <laughs> no, Paul this episode is actually called Saul Gone. Yeah, Saul Gone. God damn it! <laughs> so that was the end of the that, series. That was... What a shitty yeah. series! <laughs> what? Well, now it's time to talk about our overall feelings of you know where it stands within the universe. And I think well, Jeff should go first. Me too. It's Jeff, go. Not, it's you. It's not. The, it's not the best show in the world. Because obviously oh. that's, yeah, obviously it's, uh, obviously that's uh, the OC, but um, it's damn close. <laughs> it's no, the it's, OC. I, yeah, it's the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, I think for me it's gonna. It, I mean, it's obviously it's it's. I've never heard the argument being like, is it worse than Breaking Bad? I've always heard it's either as good or better. That's the debate. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's no like, oh, it's worse. It's it's as good as or better. And I think depending on the day, uh-huh. it's the same for me. I'm like, it's just as good, or I'm, you know, or 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 yeah, I do also do believe it is it is better. Again, better's in the name. <laughs> um, Kyle. Um, so... and bads in the bra- and Breaking Bad. So just you make your own assumptions based on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I I. It's interesting for me because I feel like Breaking Bad is a little more bombastic. Mm-hmm. 
there's definitely a lot more like action and like sure it's it's a little more mainstream i think it's high uh, octane where yeah better call saul is a little more like subdued and i don't want to say brooding but like it's kind of brooding like it, it it there's a lot of like things that kind of go unsaid that they're like hoping you pick up on so i think it i think depending on what type of show you like is right where where you'll find that breaking bad or better call salt is better because there's a lot of like it, it's very similar both of them yeah but i do think overall watching better call saul was more rewarding for me mm. So I do think I like it better, but Breaking Bad does have that kind of ending and like just like balls out, just like mm. fury that it ends in. It's a lot of breaking stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my take, uh, which is that two things. I think that the quality of Better Call Saul um, is helped by the fact the solidity. That... Sorry. The solidity, quality, solidity. <laughs> solidity. That was a stretch. Yeah. The solidity. Edit uh, that out. Cut that. A better call Saul is <laughs> is as good as it is because of the whole crew, you know, more or less coming over from Breaking Bad. So it's really just like a group of people that are getting even better at what they're already good at through repetition and practice and new ideas, right? If only um, the OC yeah. had those filmmakers, I, know, I right? think I would kill there wouldn't even be an arg. Gilligan there, and Peter Gould. No, arg, OC. no <laughs> argument. What's the best show? <laughs> um, and then I, on the same token, I think I don't think one is better than the other. I think that they are two sides of the same coin. They they trying to do different things. That's the bullshit answer that you hear from parents. No. Like I don't have a favorite. <laughs> dude. I love you. You're both like coins. I think that they have strengths in different areas, and I think that when you take them both together, plus El Camino as part of one big universe, I think it stands as like one big story. Do you have a cushion for that fence you're sitting on? Because it's probably uncomfortable. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let me put it to you this way. Yeah, Tyler, pick one. Which one did you like more? I think that... In watching Breaking Bad as it was airing, especially those final, the final episodes of it, there were more moments where I was like edge of my seat, like this is incredible what I'm watching, like just the acting, the 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 way it's filmed, all that. And Better Call Saul, as you said, is more like character driven and more more focused on little things, right? It has flashes of those, like um, Mike's monologue about his son. Uh, and uh, um, Nacho's big speech before he kills himself. Um, but I think that Breaking Bad is... If I had to put them on a number scale, I would say Breaking Bad's a 10, whereas Better Call Saul's a 9.9. Like Okay, can that. you give us an alphabet scale now? <laughs> Breaking Bad is, is A+, and Better Call Saul's and- A. Just an A? Okay. Well, I mean, that's the next one down. Well, A+, plus, but then what about... There's extra credit. <laughs> okay. A, extra credit. <laughs> How about that? Better Call Saul's just a little bit extra credit, and then Breaking Bad's a lot of extra credit. 
or is is Better Call Saul an A plus? And then Breaking Bad is like you got like an extra bonus point for you know uh, signing your name. Are, are you gonna <laughs> accept my answer, or are you just gonna keep picking it apart? I'm not picking it apart. I'm just trying <laughs> I'm to get kidding, the scale I'm right. <laughs> no, how about so this? It's, uh, it's a ten. On so it's not even a nine point eight. On the spinal tap okay, scale, eleven. Right, yes, right. Okay. Breaking Bad goes to eleven, <laughs> whereas Better Call Saul is is a ten. I understand that. That makes complete yeah. sense. And I think you can't have Better Call Saul without Breaking Bad, right? I mean, obviously you can because that's what spinned it off. But in terms That'd be so of like, confusing, it being as good as it is is because of what you know about the other part of the story and how that. Inf- I think when we're yeah. when we're old and but like when these shows are like in the you know very past and you like want to show somebody something, mm-hmm. you show them just Better Call Saul and they're like, man, I don't, I don't this is a weird show. Like just what. You're like, oh yeah, but I hear they're making a sequel series called Breaking Bad. <laughs> I hear I it's gonna see... clear up a lot. It's gonna clear up a lot of confusion. I did see uh, a joke on the subreddit for Better Call Saul. It was like, oh shit, they just announced the sequel to Better Call Saul. It's a spinoff about that chemistry teacher guy. And then yeah. all the comments yeah. are like people fake being like, nobody asked for this. I don't think it's gonna maintain the same high quality and like stuff like that. But yeah, I. I I know that there are a lot of shows that people compare this universe to in terms of like prestige television. Um, the OC. The OC being one of them. Uh, I still have yet to watch something that is as engrossing and just maintains a level of quality till the very end. Um, I think it's the best, uh, both together, it's the best show that I've ever watched of all time. Can't wait for Bill Oakley though, the this, this, this spinoff, Bill Oakley. Which is his rise to power. Yeah. Yeah. He becomes a lord, a corrupt lawyer, just like Jimmy. He, he does the best of both worlds. He takes Actually, characteristics, characteristics from Walter and uh, and Jimmy. I want to see the biggest bad guy. Of, um, I, heard, I heard he has the, two box cutters. <laughs> I mean, they're not that expensive. <laughs> um. I do want to see. I, I I think a spinoff with the um, the film students would be funny. Just seeing them getting up to hijinks, you know. But that's never going to happen. Kyle. Yeah. You there? I'm there. What's up? How you, you doing? seem <laughs> distracted. You seem like you're <laughs> reading something. No, I wasn't reading anything. Um, yeah, don't no. stop bothering him. <laughs> I I was listening to you guys. Just go go uh, on your little adventure. <laughs> but uh, in terms of those film students, I don't know. I was trying to think of that too, like what the actual spinoff would be, because I know we kind of joked before yeah. about like a spinoff with Kim and stuff. But like, could be realistically, Kim, how, how Kim Lexer got a groove back. Yeah, I mean, like, because I wouldn't want to see another kind of like Kim during Breaking Bad in no. Florida with maybe like what is she doing after the events of Better Call Saul like with mm. like visiting Saul or something like that that mm. I feel like that would be kind of like no not that interesting um but like I, I in terms of like trying to like expand this universe more and mm. kind of build it out like I think they're kind of I, they got to be done like yeah I wouldn't want to see anything else out of it. Yeah. But I would be super curious to see if there's another show that 
you know, either it's just Vince Gilligan or, or Peter Gould go on mm-hmm. and do, like, separately maybe so even. they did announce that um, his next show is something involving, like, sci-fi, and that I think the majority mm. of that team are sticking together to do a sci-fi show. Um, I, was about, I heard it was about aliens selling meth. <laughs> it's just the same thing except it's an alien um, an idea that I saw someone post about like you know if they did continue to do spinoffs like how could you make it interesting and not have to do the whole like the actors are getting older but they're playing each other in different times uh, an idea someone had was what if it's a um, just a low level DEA agent and seeing you know the like it's it's so barely connected to Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, but you kind of see the aftermath of you know the meth tr- trade uh, and all of its effects on the community through the eyes of a DEA agent. Could be interesting. No, okay. No, it's not. No, you're wrong. I again. I, yeah, <laughs> I thought. I was cool, just trying to think like, but... how how does that? How do you see it? Do you does the DEA agent get like? Uh, this methy guy shows up in their office and it's like, oh, you know, I bought the really good meth and <laughs> got screwed over somehow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I think it, I think it, it becomes a, a, a different genre of show. I think it becomes like a police procedural where it, it is totally like about these cases that they do and, and it, it tangentially at times crosses over into that universe where like you see the blue meth and, and stuff like that but it would have to be just a Emilio shows up yeah <laughs> which he did in uh, the last episode right yeah um, but th- they've said that you know they're pretty much done but they've also said never say never so I could totally see them at least coming back and doing another like Netflix movie of some kind I was going to say, that's what I would want to see is honestly, like, maybe like, way longer down the road, they mm. have, like, basically, like, a 40-minute episode, for lack of a better word, yeah, of something that kind of, like, pulls all these things together. Well, it's like, yeah. where are they now? And then, like, first they show the gravestone of Walter White, and they show the gravestone <laughs> of Howard Hamlin, which he probably got one now. Um, yeah. Nacho. Well, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's just, and then it's just, then it's like a three second or a three second shot of just Jesse Pinkman, just you know, being in Alaska, and then saw in prison. And Jesse comes. Jesse comes back to mentor Brock, and keep him out, uh, keep him out of the drug, uh, getting into drugs. It it shows Jesse in Alaska, and then all of a sudden, uh, Michael C. Hall is in the background. Right. Oh jeez. <laughs> you guys gotta watch it. It's real good. Just gonna say, it. I'll watch the bear. If I'm against you watch violence. The last season of Dexter. You're, no, you already Dexter said you're gonna watch the bear, so you have to do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna watch that, the seven minute monologue, and then you're gonna watch the whole season, and it's gonna be great. Okay. Just do what we say, Tyler. Damn. I mean, yes, Kyle. Do you want to say anything else about Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad? I think that's all she wrote. It's all gone. Let's never talk about it again. (laughs) Okay, well, in that case, we're moving on to other bigger and better things, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, um, <laughs> we've kind of discussed it. Now that you mention the, it on this podcast, but yeah, um, yeah, we are. Everybody, sit down. You need to sit down for this. <laughs> we we're thinking of uh, doing a basically a spinoff podcast, our own Better Call Saul, if you will, um, of but... just. <laughs> general media discussion similar to kind of the first 30 minutes of each of these episodes where we're just talking about general uh things that we watched and played and whatever um we're gonna turn that into a a full-length show and um maybe even involve a few of our other friends as well uh, you know if they want to be on it kind of a thing um still have to come up with the structure but yeah same way jeff joined us here you know we Tyler and I were having so much fun just talking, you know, mm-hmm. we'd love to have any of our friends from past, present, future join and us real on sponsors. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we could get real us. sponsors, that'd be real sweet. That'd be yeah. nice. Yeah. Like any, any, well, yeah, we need to start filming these and like putting them on YouTube or, you know, we need to diversify, um, where we're our putting income this con- streams. Yeah. Content. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. it's going to be called, box cutter uh spelled without an e between the e <laughs> yeah so it's the it's e. the t-e-r at the end no no e right uh and we still have to you know finalize like what the artwork is going to be and and the hosting of all that i think we're going to end up just doing squarespace again but be on the lookout for that if you are someone who enjoyed los podcaster monos yeah and i mean the other thing too is once we start doing that podcast, I feel like it might be like a week or two before we actually get to doing it. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll probably post the first couple episodes in this feed as well. Uh, yeah. As as well, yeah. Um, just to kind of let people know that hey, there's like hey, to move thing. over, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the thing we kind of didn't really talk about, like. Do you want to kind of like give the like log line of box cutter Tyler of like hmm. of why we call it that? Like, yeah. Do sure, you even remember what we talked about? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, this has always been my explanation is that wanted it. So, for anyone listening who's vaguely into anything nerdy, um, there's a whole genre of YouTube video uh, in the past like ten years of people unboxing new gadgets like new consoles computers whatever and that works on one level of like we're unboxing media for people and and you know explaining our thoughts and whatever but i still wanted to have it kind of have a connection to the breaking bad universe that spawned this podcast and there is an episode of breaking bad called box cutter which is a very pivotal episode and it just all fit together. It seemed like it would be a good good thing to title it to keep those roots, and also it's easy to search for given the way that we spell it, so it's not going to get caught up in other search results. So the, the yeah. title made made the cut? <laughs> it did. I think, <laughs> no, it, I think it's weird. I think it's weird to like, uh, like open a box of box cutters. Wouldn't that be weird? It's like super meta. It's like, which one came yeah. first? I know. Box of the box cutter. Of the cutter. <laughs> I don't know. If you if you if you're opening it with a box cutter, you obviously don't need them. Right. <laughs> how how did the world even function before the first box cutter was made? I mean, come on. I don't know. Well, did they, they even don't have, have to worry boxes about it. before the box cutter? <laughs> what, Kyle? 
did they even have boxes before the box cutter? Because if you, Who knows? you don't need a thing to open a thing that doesn't exist. Exactly. The, this is a preview but, of the kinds of discussions <laughs> we're going to have on box cutter. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, well, I'm intrigued. My my real quick way to describe it is we're unboxing pop culture. Yes. I think <laughs> much, that says much a lot quicker about than what I if, said. if you know. <laughs> Yeah, Tyler's I mean, was going, well, I was born in 35 years hey. ago, and uh, there weren't box cutters, and now there are. <laughs> <laughs> you do raise a good point. But yeah, I, hmm? I, I think if uh, you like what we've done here, there's going to be more of it. Just give us a little bit of time to uh, yeah. put some stuff together, and we'll uh, you'll hear from us in this feed for a little bit more uh, once we do get that stuff kind of figured out and put together yeah more to come and uh well, i can't wait jeff can't wait he's gonna be on it but he can't you know i re- can't actually re- i refuse to wait i'm not waiting <laughs> so oh, welcome so... to the first episode of box oh. cutter <laughs> that's right <laughs> we just keep recording and we're going right into it our <laughs> first episode's on the finale of better call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> that we're going we're going levels deep now uh, that's right like the rehearsal well, thank you I all for listening. Show. I think that's the show. Right, gents. Um, it's been a pleasure. As Mike would say, you know how they say it's been a pleasure? It has. <laughs> <laughs> I will all say right. this was a much quicker episode than I thought it was going to be because we're only like, what, an hour and a half in? and Yeah. We, yeah. we talked it's about our, the whole finale. We talked typical, about the whole thing. Typical length. I know. Plus, you have other I, things I, you I thought it might be about. a little longer. I mean... This is what I'm talking about right now. So this is what I want to talk about. Into the OC? (laughs) No, 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 no. Chris Pratt had a start in that show. Really? Oh wow! It was like season four. Yeah, he's a he's a minor character. I've never. Oh, I watched Moneyball recently, and I saw that he was in that movie as well. (laughs) I've never seen Moneyball. That's Aaron Sorkin. Oh yeah, yeah. right. It was written by him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 Which you guys should watch his anyway. newest one, uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7 or whatever. It's real good. Yeah, I saw it. Are you talking, to, are you, are you talking to listeners? Uh, both listeners and you. Well, I'm also listening, so. I think it's time That's for how us this to works. Wrap, wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all Give for listening. Give us a few weeks and we'll get back to you here. Thank you all for listening. Uh, it's It has been a pleasure. And... Uh, Adios and good night. Good night. Good night.